Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for March 14th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Matt. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm happy to be back here on a Big Brother update. feel like it's been a while. Uh, I think I was around a little bit uh, for BB21, but either way, it feels really good to be talking about a fun, good season of Big Brother again. I had uh, some fun with BB21, but uh, not most of it, so happy to be here. Yes, uh, we're uh, we're doing. Around. Are you are you in quarantine right now? Um, I mean, from, from here on, I might be, but uh, I don't know. Still, kind of going to work and still, uh, I guess, going out of my house to get food. And I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Not not full quarantine, but not more more quarantine. than I would have liked, I guess. Yeah, I think we're all, uh, you know, obviously hoping that uh, they stay safe there uh, at the Big Brother house, but also hoping that they don't go away so that there's still things to do. Yeah, definitely a little worried about that, but uh, trying to not let fear completely take over my life and everyone's life. So let's uh, let's run with it. Let's talk. Let's talk about what's happening here on the feeds. It was day 14 in the house yesterday, and uh, it was an interesting day. So obviously what we had here on the Big Brother Canada 8 feeds is that Sheldon has won the HOH. And the night before, he did talk about how he wanted to put up Re and Maddie and then uh, maybe use Angie as a, a replacement nominee in case he needed a pawn. Um, but also mentioned that, you know, if if Min starts minning, then uh, then maybe maybe he would consider putting Min on the block as a backdoor target. Um, so that's kind of where we stood from last night. We started the day uh, with a lot of the stuff that we have already uh, talked about yesterday with Min going around causing trouble with Carol and Jamar and Angie. Um, but uh, we also had Maddie talking with 
re um they were worried about going up on the block now they've been kind of given a heads up by jamar that uh that sheldon wants to wants to wants a girl to go he says uh i don't think i've heard sheldon say this but uh i think that what happened was jamar was speculating about what sheldon might want to do which he's been doing a lot uh since sheldon won and sort of like feeding this information to uh to maddie and re um Jamar is going to be doing a lot. I'm, I think that w- keeping an eye on Jamar throughout the day is going to be important here because he's very close to Sheldon. And so he's sort of sort of using that to feed information to Maddie and Reed throughout the day. He's also kind of pissed at Sheldon, which I think is why he's feeding information to Maddie and Reed throughout the day, because he wants Sheldon to not target Maddie and Reed, but instead target Kyle and Chris, um, but Sheldon is not doing that, and so we're going to see the that play out throughout the day here. Yeah, a lot to unpack here uh, from just the past couple days from the season uh, as a whole. Uh, I'll start off by saying I was not excited when I saw that Sheldon won HOH. I did not want to see somebody in such a safe position. I mean, that HOH was literally designed for somebody in Sheldon's position to win, but I didn't I wasn't happy about the result. I wanted to see some kind of power shift or something where the people in that majority alliance got, uh, you know, shaken up a little bit. They had a pretty good first week. Everything was nice and comfortable. Uh, You know, ideally for me, it wouldn't just be picking off another person from the smaller group. Uh, But either way, so this is where we are now and agreed that Jamal is a completely uh, a key player in this week and just somebody to uh, certainly keep an eye on. He's uh, him and Sheldon have been, a very interesting uh, duo to watch and like unbelievably refreshing because I mean, I I think, you know, I'm sure you guys have covered it plenty, but just to have uh, two young black men, like, like talking about like just strategizing and being good players in this game. Like you don't get that very often. And it's so nice to see that on like, like no, they're not out first. It's just a complete change of pace. Uh, Really refreshing to see them interacting and talking about the game and not being targeted right away. It's awesome. Um, Jamar had a good week last week on being, uh, included in the plan. He was, you know, all of them were included in the plan about backdooring Michael. And now this week, it just feels like it's kind of Sheldon and Brooke and other people are, you know, keyed into what's going on, but they're not as involved in the planning process. So you can tell that people like Jamar and Hira are like, uh, maybe can we have our say at all or are you guys doing what you guys are doing uh and you know so not everybody's totally satisfied with the way that things are uh shaking down so far yes and jamar is going to have a conversation with sheldon uh where he's talking about kyle and sheldon says like look i i know for a fact that kyle is not coming for you uh i know for a fact i know it um and but jamar's like you you can't well you can't trust anything he says this guy he he lied to them about all this all week about he knew ahead of time he lied on his kids um and but sheldon's like no i'm telling you like it's it's not even just what he says it's his demeanor it's the way that he talks to us it's uh it's the the logic of like his position um like he's not he's not coming for you jamar 
Um, but uh, but Jamar still not just just not having it. Um, Sheldon. So Sheldon says, OK, well, look, this is my plan. I want to put Maddie and Ree on the block. Um, they're the only people that put balls in Brooks tube in the HOH competition. I've never talked game with them once this entire time. Um, and so that's what I want to do. I am going to pick you, Jamar, for the veto. Uh, so if I get house guest choice, I'll pick you to play for me right now. I don't want the veto to be used, but I'm still considering options for a backdoor. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll talk it through if it happens. And so uh, that's uh, that's Jamar has been filled in on the plan. And and this whole time, you can tell that Sheldon, you know, the the plan seemed obvious from the second that you saw Sheldon won HOH. He knew we knew that the nominees were probably going to be Maddie and Ree. It was just two people that he didn't connect with the first week. Might as well make the easy move. Obviously, he's good with the rest of the house. They all feel uh, comfortable with him from last week going into this week. So, of course, these nominees made sense. But I think as time has gone on, especially the past 24 hours, and then once uh, Sheldon actually made his nominees and uh, nominations and now now, you know, going into a competition today, the, I think he's opening his mind a little bit to other possibilities or just thinking about like what ifs. Um, so I, I don't know if this week will necessarily shake out as, uh, you know, exactly how it seems to be. Obviously, if the veto doesn't get won by one of the nominees, I think it probably will. But I think uh, his mind is opening up a little bit. And uh, I like that because I don't again, I, I don't feel great about it just being as cut and dry as it seemed. Well, Jamar is going to give Maddie again, Jamar really leaking information uh, from Sheldon uh, qu- quite quickly is going to quickly go into tell Maddie that uh, Shell Shell's probably going to put you up. Um, and uh, and so Maddie gets a little bit of a heads up there. Sheldon also is going to talk with JL. He's going to talk with most people throughout the day. But JL is an important one because Sheldon is really trying to reel JL in um, the I, the goal here is that by taking a shot at Maddie and Ree, he encourages JL to separate himself, distance himself from his previous alliance. Brooke is very close to JL and he feels like with Brooke's help, they can pull him in. Kyle's been working on him. They can use him as a number or at least somebody that isn't going after them. And then they can uh, then at that point, they don't have to waste more time going after the remnants of the evictors and they can focus on some of the other wild cards in the house like Hira and Min and Jamar. Um, and so he's trying to reel JL in here. Uh, he says, I have no reason to ever target you, man. Like I, I, I can't even imagine a scenario where I'm HOH and I'm like, JL, you have to go on the block. And I feel like you think the same way. I think I can't imagine you ever doing that to me. And JL's like, yes, of course they talked through the previous week about like what happened and who knew when and so on and so forth. And JL's like totally understanding about, uh, I get it, man. Like you, you did what you had to do uh, you know like it was the way things went man um and shell tells says you're good this week feel confident but uh don't tell anyone don't tell anyone that you're good yeah i don't know how jl ended up in one of the best positions in the house i mean he's completely uh he, he's not a target by absolutely anybody left in the game the people who were coming after him and his clo- or his his group last week, his best friend in the house, uh, they've every single one of them have completely shifted their views on him and just don't see him as a threat. And a lot of that is on him, uh, on him 
doing good work. You, you could, I literally had the, the feed up at one point and it was Maddie and Rianne in one room, uh, you know, complaining about the fact that nobody likes them and talks to them. And then JL sleeping on the couch or napping or hanging out in the HOH room with everybody else. So, uh, JL is obviously taking steps to just be around the other people, show his presence there, uh, be somebody that they feel comfortable just even talking the slightest bit of game around, um, if anything at all. And then the girls just aren't really doing that. They talk a lot about how they should and then they never do. So, uh, they could take some notes from him, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's done some, he's done some good work to get himself into a better spot. Yeah, truly, there's not really anybody going after JL right now. Um, and so that, that's, that's good for him for now. This house is very fluid though. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Shell is also going to go and talk with Kyle. Um, and so he gives him the rundown of what's happening. Uh, he says that he gave uh, JL the heads up that he should be good this week. But you know what? If JL ends up telling Rhea and Maddie the thing that he said not to say, which is that he should feel confident this week and that he won't be going on the block, uh, he'll just backdoor JL. Because he can't trust him. Um, so it's a good test as well. Um, and so uh, they talk about how Kyle needs to work on Jamar and Hira. They continue to go to Sheldon saying that they don't trust Chris and Kyle. And so Kyle needs to keep working on them. Um, but the, the problem here for Sheldon is that Hira is just he needs so much maintenance in the relationship. It's just too much. He can't handle it. And so uh, he, and he can't get Hira off of Kyle's back. And so he's pushing uh, uh, Kyle to just be like, just Kyle, please just win next week. Just, just win. Take out, take out Hira. Get this guy off my back. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't work this guy. Uh, it's too much. Um, and, and Hira has been for a lot of the day coming in being like, Hey, are you going to listen to me? Like, uh, I need to be listened to. It's got to be Kyle. Um, and Sheldon and Brooke and Sue have just had to have been like, I don't know if it's the right move right now. Let's talk about it later. Um, and it's just, it's happening over and over. And he's really just digging himself a hole. Um, you know, last week I talked about how Sheldon and Brooke were not reading the room when Hira and Jamar were talking about wanting to go after Kyle and Brooke was on the block and they needed their votes. But now it's the complete opposite. Hira and Jamar are not reading the room. Sheldon is the one in power. They don't have the cards anymore. And so they need to read the room and go, you know what? Okay. I'm willing to play ball with you in our alliance, but it's not happening. And so Sheldon wants Kyle to go after Hira. Um, but it is freaking Kyle out enough that he's like, well, what happens if Rhee wins the veto? Uh, and Kyle, Kyle feels like it's got to be Hira, right? Like you got to take the shot at Hira. Sheldon, though, doesn't really want to do that. And if he puts up Hira, Hira is going to freak out. He's going to blow up the fake five that they have. Um, it's just it's too it's too bloody it's too much blood on his hands sheldon thinks min is the smarter move min is also somebody that could take a shot at kyle or chris or even himself uh min is such a wild card she sows chaos everywhere she goes he's also tired of having to deal with her in the house uh she's very uh, very much not the kind of player that Sheldon can like deal with well. Um, and so uh, Sheldon really feels that Min is the better option. Kyle does try to push here a little bit further, but ultimately the argument is better for Min. And so he's willing to uh, to take the loss on that one. And so uh, it, this is this is further pushing toward, you know, if this veto is used, Min really could go up on the block. 
What's so fun about this this house, this big alliance, this season in general, is the fact that there are so many small groups of four and five within this. Some of them realer, uh, some of them faker, some of them uh, just completely made up in people's heads. So it's everybody looking at the group that they think is their core. Hera thinks he's in Sheldon's core. Everybody thinks that they are in uh, as tight as possible with Sheldon or with Sheldon and Brooke. Uh, and then when you go to Sheldon and you say, hey, uh, obviously we got to get Chris out of here, right? Like Jamar saying all that stuff. And then you have Hero who's saying, you know, uh, Sheldon, we got to get Chris out or wh- whoever it is that is throwing all these names out. And Sheldon is good with everybody. You see that from the competition. That's why he's HOH right now, because he's good with literally everybody. And the move he's making this week is because it makes sense for every group that he's involved in or, you know, quote unquote involved in. So uh, it's a lot of people are having a hard time seeing that. And then you have people like Hero who wasn't really able to play last week. He was on the block and people weren't talking with him as much and that's kind of opened up a little bit over the past couple of days so I think he really appreciates that uh, that he has more room to put his input in uh, but it's still not going as well as he would have liked because people aren't genuinely taking his suggestions they have their own game plans so hard to blame them for that uh, and you know wrapping that all up uh, Min does seem to be the person that's uh, on the outs of all that uh, will likely be the replacement nominee that makes the most sense to me uh, I guess I'm surprised at this point that Jamar doesn't put up more resistance when that gets talked about because he has heard Min's name come up a lot. And I know that this whole season has been a lot of Jamar saying, I'm going to put Min up anyway, if I win HOH and Min saying the same thing uh, about Jamar. But at the end of the day, they can't genuinely want the other person out of the game. And I have to imagine now, I mean, Jamar's already a little upset because uh, the whole thing where he was told that he can't, uh, that he's not getting picked as house guest choice by Sheldon anymore. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll get there. Yeah. So Jamar's already <laughs> upset about that. Uh, and if it, ends up with Min getting put on the block from Sheldon. I just can't imagine this relationship between Jamar and Sheldon is going to stay as good as it is now. I, I mean, not, it's, it's, that's not, again, that can't be what Jamar wants right now. I mean, honestly, at this point, it seems like he's more upset about the veto thing, which we will get to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Than, than Min, than the possibility of Min going on the block. Uh, but, um, I, I do, I do find this interesting. A lot of people have been sort of wondering, like, why is Sheldon so much more loyal to Kyle than to Jamar or Hira, um, or some of these other people that he's working with? Um, but I, like, it just, it, it, it seems so clear to me uh, watching the different interactions that he has with Kyle or uh, with Jamar that uh, that Kyle is just so much more uh, aligned with the kind of gameplay that Sheldon is good at. Um, like, I think that it's it, like the right contrast here to look at, right, is last week. Um, Sheldon had disagreements with both both sides, both people that he was aligned with, both with Jamar and with Kyle. His disagreement with Kyle was Kyle wanted to bring in Re. He wanted to reel her in. He wanted to work her. Uh, he wanted to take out JL. Um, Sheldon disagreed with this plan. He thought Re is dan- he was dangerous. He didn't have a relationship with Re. He would rather pull in JL because he has a relationship with him. Um, they went back and forth about it. Kyle was aggressive about it. He really continued to try to convince Sheldon. But when it came down to it, what they said was, you know what? I think we both have good reasons and we'll we'll just kind of whoever wins HOH, we'll just go along with that other person's plan. His argument with Jamar last week was, I want to go after Kyle and Sheldon trying to convince him that's not a good plan using logical arguments. But Jamar completely ignores all of Sheldon's logical arguments and says, no, I'm going after Kyle. That's just how it is, man. Um, Then we get to this week again. 
He Sheldon has a disagreement with Kyle. Kyle, we just talked about it. Kyle wants Hira to be backdoored if possible. Um, but at this point, he's already said, you know what? I'm with you now. You've convinced me logically that Rhea is the better option to go and I will work with JL. You like I, I'm going to do that. And then when they argue about Hira versus Min again, Kyle is willing to back down when Sheldon presents the better case. This week, when Kyle's talking to Jamar, it's still the exact same thing over and over. Sheldon is or Sheldon's talking to Jamar. Sheldon is trying to convince Jamar. Don't go after Kyle. It doesn't make any logical sense. He uses every single possible logical argument he can use to convince Jamar not to do this. And Jamar just says, I'll just do it myself then, man. I'm going to win next week. I'm going to do it myself. Sheldon can't work with a person like that. Like Kyle is a much more logical player and he can talk with him. He can argue with him and they can come to a conclusion based on logical arguments. Sheldon is not somebody that makes emotional arguments. He's not a very like emotional player. Um, and so he, he relies on logical, rational people around him in order to play the game. Well, uh, we saw Yule on survivor talk about wanting to play with rational, logical players because they're more predictable. They're easier to play with. And I think that's exactly where Sheldon sits in the game. And when you start to think about it like that, I think that the entire dynamics of the house start to make a lot more sense, uh, especially when you look at Vanessa as somebody who is a ditto uh, sitting there in their conversations she is a very non-logical player, but she's just sitting there being quiet, hoping that they don't realize that she's a non-logical player. Meanwhile, she's looking for other non-logical players to come break up the scary logic that's going on in front of her. Right. And so uh, so I, I really feel like there's a there's a big divide in this house between these like more emotional players and the more logical players. And uh, and, I, and I'm finding that really interesting. And I don't even know if, I mean, at the end of the day, if I would consider Kyle a logical player, I, I just don't have a whole lot of praise for him in general, but, uh, I mean, it's good. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think that he is a hothead. Um, and I, I think that he is emotional, but he also like, he plays with a coldness. He, t he's willing to swear on his kids because it doesn't matter to him. He's willing to, uh, again, like argue logical points and back down when somebody has a better argument, uh, which is different than the kind of like emotional that Jamar is. Jamar bases his game moves on instinct, gut, uh, his, his feelings. Um, that's not really what Kyle does. Kyle, uh, Kyle tries to operate on a more logical basis. And I'm not saying that Kyle is nearly as logical as Sheldon, but in comparison to somebody like Hira or Jamar, who just continues to push forward with the same argument, doesn't even respond to, uh, different like logical cases. Um, you can really see the difference when you contrast the different conversations that Sheldon has with them. Yeah. And either way, obviously, uh, you have 15 people still left in the game right now. They can't all have the same path moving forward that makes the most sense to them. Kyle's does seem to line up the most with Sheldon. So when Sheldon comes to him and says, hey, this is the plan that I think makes the most sense. And like you said, he comes to him with logical uh, explanations and reasoning with all that stuff. Kyle is on the same kind of path as him. So it makes sense. Uh, Jamar isn't exactly on that same path. He has different people that he feels tighter with and that he's uh, well more connected with and that he feels like would benefit his game more. Uh, so there's different ways that Jamar wants to go with this that just don't line up with Sheldon as much as Kyle. So I can understand why that's so frustrating for Sheldon, because obviously people like Kyle and Brooker are very much more willing to go with the logic in his head. And of course, to every single player in the game, uh, the, th the plan in their head makes the most sense. But you can't always, you know, the people that are adapting well, uh, 
based on who's in power are the ones that are doing better so far. And Jamar is hitting a little bit of a roadblock with that because he's not doing super well at adapting to the fact that Sheldon's saying no uh, to the plans that he's coming up with. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. If Maddie and Rianne stay on the block, there's not much to debate here. It's going to end up being a pretty close case. It doesn't seem like many people are pushing for Maddie to go. Everybody seems to want Rianne out uh, at this point, but there are still people like Hira and Jamar who are not happy that this plan is happening in the first place. And if this plan stays in place, uh, these two stay on the block. It could just lead to Jamar and Hira or, wh- or whoever distancing themselves from Sheldon and saying, all right, again, you know, Sh- Jamar is already saying this next week. I'm just going to win and I'm going to go after Kyle myself. There's nothing you can do to stop me. So uh, the division might start to just become more clear as time goes on, especially if there's no change this week. Mm-hmm. So Shell is going to talk with Min. Uh, she asks him if she's going up on the block. He says no. She's like, but also as a backdoor, he says, when I say no, I mean no for the whole fi- for the whole time. And she jumps on him and she kisses him. Um, she's so happy. Uh, obviously, he's lying to her. Um, he talks to her uh, about how she's a wild card in the house. And she says, you know, to me, you're a wild card, Sheldon. Um, and I find that really interesting because, again, these are so diametrically opposed mm-hmm. styles of gameplay that for Sheldon, obviously, uh, Min is a, a massive wild Wild card, but for Min, Sheldon is the wild card because he's so logical and she's so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, this is, this is not the best descriptors like logical versus emotional. It's more like, uh, like maybe tactical versus like, uh, like instinctual, um, uh, cerebral yeah. versus, uh, versus gut instinct, something like that. And she, but, she just can't read him at all, obviously. Exactly. So, well, she has no idea what he's thinking. Exactly. And so they, they just have such a hard time. Like personally, they get along fine, but, uh, but like in the game, they just cannot like work together it just doesn't it doesn't work so they're both wild cards to one another um and and i found that really interesting uh mm-hmm. re and maddie are going to spend some time complaining about their situation in the house uh in particular they're upset with brooke uh because they feel like brooke is, the only reason brooke isn't good with these guys because she's so flirty with them uh she's always flirting always uh they, they didn't talk about her putting her head on her on people's shoulders but uh i don't know where i maybe they got this from michael and jl but uh, they they find it a little gross and they think that uh, the only reason they're in trouble is because uh, Brooke likes JL and so therefore she's convinced uh, Sheldon to leave JL out of it and so that's why they're in trouble um, and and not uh, not JL and that uh, Sheldon is scared of Kyle and so that's why he's not going after Kyle. Well, and at least uh, from Jamar, what Jamar was saying yesterday, it seems like maybe there are a couple of people in the house that think there's some kind of romantic thing going on with Sheldon and Brooke. Uh, I don't know or if maybe that was just a just Jamar that thinks that or maybe since they're the girls are talking about how Brooke is flirty or, or whatever it is that maybe people do think that they spend a lot of time together, obviously. So I don't know if that's something that people aren't talking about as much, but uh, I guess I, I wouldn't have expected that being the perception of Brooke uh, coming into the season. Obviously, she has this persona about her where she does try to be you know like cutesy with with everybody it's not just the guy she is she acts like that with everybody um but you know i I see how that's frustrating them because they're in their head they're like all right we're we're not doing anything why are people coming after us and brooks just getting her way by being friendly but hey that's brooke having a social game that's (laughs) how you play big brother so uh the girls are, are are really spiraling here yeah, yeah. And and I mean, they're, talk- they're, we're, they're talking in the chat here about like, it's ridiculous. And I agree. It's ridiculous. The amount of shame 
shaming that Brooke has received from other house guests for what they're calling flirting when she's definitely not flirting. It's just who she is, is she's just being herself versus the amount of like very aggressive, blatant flirt flirting that's been going on in the house from the men to uh, to women who don't want it. Like mm-hmm. Chris and Jamar uh, in particular, who are just very aggressively flirting with people like Sue, who has a boyfriend and doesn't want them to. Uh, but nobody is uh, talking about uh, that as a negative thing, even though that's actual flirting and with people who don't want it. And Kyle, I mean, Kyle isn't like flirting with anybody, but yeah. the things he says are very disgusting i thought about a lot kyle of when ways. i was saying those names but i was like it's a weirder situation there yeah you can't really say he's flirting with them but he's right. definitely saying things to people that he should not be saying and make people uncomfortable or at least make me uncomfortable watching it so mm. yeah <laughs> so um so th- that's that's what they were talking about there uh it should be pointed out though talking about brooke and sheldon um brooke has expressed that she does have because here here's why here's how you know that brooke is like not really like flirting with other people she has a big crush on on sheldon um she's told this to sue um and you can see that like she like she's she's hanging out with him all day uh she's spending a lot of time with sheldon just kind of like looking at him longingly at times uh every time he mentions how like attractive re is she there's like a little piece of her that dies inside it seems um and uh and so, like, there, there's something there that the house guests are a little bit, like, seeing. And Jamar does ask Sheldon at one point in the day, like, you and Brooke, is that is that a thing? Um, but Sheldon says, no, definitely it's not. Uh, and he says, this is not this is not a thing where after the season you're going to be like, oh, like, no, it's just not a thing. And. I got to say, I kind of believe Sheldon on this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that Brooke sees it, that she's already said, I'm not really his type. That's not really what we're here for uh, anyway. Um, And I, I think if anybody was Sheldon's type, like if, if there's anything that's going to happen after the season, it would be, it would be Sheldon re given how much he talks about how attractive he uh, he finds her. I'm going to take Sheldon's word when he was talking to Ike preseason, when he said, I'm not here for showmances. Like the only girl that I want is the one that's going to get me closer to uh, whatever the prize is. So uh, I I fully have uh, like, I have no uh, any kind of thoughts that Sheldon is there for a showman's. Like, I don't think even if Ree was an option to him, I don't think he would really be pursuing it. His head is in the game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but like that, you know, that's, that's just showman speculation, but it does have relevance in the house because the, th- the point is that Brooke is coming in and out of that HOH room constantly, uh, just plopping down in, in the middle of conversations, um, just hanging out with Sheldon. They even like took a nap together at one point. Um, and, uh, and then people left the HOH room and then they woke up. They're like, where did everyone go? Um, and so like, like they, they're not hiding their relationship at all. Uh, we've talked about this before that they talk openly, like in the middle of the house about game, uh, together, like quietly, nobody can hear them, but people can see them talking game, uh, in the middle of the house. And I do think this is going to come back to bite them. I really do. It's not going to harm them this week. They're in power. Nobody's really talking about it too much, but they're very, very closely linked now, probably more so than anybody else in the house. And I I do think that's going to be a problem for them. Um, You know, even with a secret alliance, the thing about, you know, what worked with the bomb squad slash the detonators slash the hitmen was that Cody and Derek 
waited until like everyone was asleep to have their talk. Like they, they debriefed at the end of the day privately. And then during the day they were separate. They, you know, they did come together obviously, but nobody really saw them as a, as the pair that they were, which really helped them out, especially in the end game. Um, and, I think I think that this is this is a, this is cause for concern. I think that they they should be trying to separate uh, from each other a little bit. But the problem is that they're just so comfortable with each other, and they're both introverts, and so they just gravitate toward one another so often. Yeah, and if there is any kind of that romantic feeling from Brooke to Sheldon, uh, it's hard to blame her for wanting to be around him. And I, I don't know if there is. I don't know. Uh, did you say she has said something about that? She that? said she said she has a, a bit of a crush on okay. him. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. Hard- if, if given the option, she'd probably go for it. not in the house, but maybe. But but she doesn't think there is going to be an option. She doesn't okay. think he's he's that into it. Yeah, so uh, hard to blame her for for being around. I mean, you're you're trapped in a house. You want to stick around the people you like, and say you have a crush on somebody in the house, and you're working really well with them of course you're going to be around them a lot uh cody and Derek, i don't think had a crush on each other so it makes Mm. sense why they were a little bit more separated uh but agreed they they do have to keep an eye on this going forward and now uh you know coming out of this week where they won't have like a room where it's just like it seems like their layer uh that they can just go in and hang out together and strategize together uh i assume that will kind of dissipate a little bit going forward but uh you know for sure something to keep an eye on yes now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Um, so they are going to have a meeting of the fake five, uh, Sheldon, Brooke, Sue, Jamar, and Hira. Um, Jamar, every time the five of them get together, the first thing he's just like, name name we need a name um and now that they have an hoh room they're finally going to be able to talk about a name and the name that they settle on is five out uh which is basically the like the first suggestion that they had days ago uh but never had time to confirm it but uh i am not a basketball person uh i do not know these terms but apparently the way that sheldon describes it it's a it's a strategy in basketball where the it's it's very effective very difficult to stop if you have the right players uh where it's the the players spread out and they're all like offensive uh like sort of aggressive i don't know uh but they spread out and it's very hard to stop if you've got the right combination of people um that's kind of 
how Sheldon describes it. And they're like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, which it would be kind of perfect if, if it wasn't a fake alliance. Right. Um, so, uh, that's, they, they name it five out. He lets them know the plan. It's going to be re and Maddie. You can see the like, uh, steam in Hira's eyes as the plan is being described and it's not Kyle, but, uh, mm-hmm. but that's the way it is. Yeah, you sure this uh, five out isn't some kind of like when they name a survivor tribe after like their friend back home stuffed animal uh, or whatever that was. And then you're just getting uh, you're, you're getting completely fooled. I mean, multiple like uh, both Jamar and uh, Sheldon. Knew. I think Kira also knew the, the meaning of the term. So uh, unless they all have the same stuffed animal, I think we're good. Yeah, well, famously, I guess neither of us are uh, big basketball guys as the uh, hockey stuff is all right behind me. So, yeah, but, hey, and, we're all in lockdown. So who cares? And and for for the record, uh, this was not Sheldon's suggestion. Um, Sheldon was just describing the term. Uh, Sheldon in this conversation was having none of it. He didn't even want a name. Like it was very clear. Sheldon was just like maybe we just don't have a name maybe i mean mean, that would be fine too like or maybe we just change it all the time like he was not he didn't even want to name it at all uh but jamar really wanted to jamar i believe is the one that suggested five out um so that goes back to what I was saying earlier. These guys want some kind of control. They want to feel like they're a part of something. And uh, Sheldon is uh, is involved in everything. But these guys are like, give us something. Give us a name. Give us an alliance. Give us something till we feel good about this group. And uh, I guess, did they technically like land on that being their name? Or did they? They put their hands in. Five out. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, Shell is going to talk with Carol. Uh, he says, uh, I love you. I feel we haven't talked enough game and that's on me. And I want to talk more game from here on out. Uh, that's really exactly what Carol needs to hear. Um, Sheldon is definitely making some inroads with Carol, who, um, previously had been a bit anti Brooke, maybe a little bit anti Sheldon after all of the Vanessa uh, influence, but, um, she's warming to Sheldon for sure here, uh, over the last few days. Um, Sheldon's also going to talk with. With Vanessa, he fills her in on the plan, um, and Vanessa just is going to be Vanessa. Uh, just yeah, definitely, hundred percent. You're amazing. Love it. Um, and uh, he says that he's he's really impressed with Re. He he talks to Re, and she's just like super warm and like but also terrifying and really hot uh and he's just very impressed by her. And she needs to go. She's too good. She's too good. So maybe that has something to do with it. Why he wants her out so bad. Maybe she's distracting him in in a little (laughs) bit of a, I don't know. Uh, I mean, cause I keep thinking to myself, like, why is he going after these people? Uh, you know, the, the girls in particular, uh, I know that they're an easy, you know, uh, everything that we said, it makes the most sense for him to have nominated them. But I'm like, they also would be very willing to work with him, uh, you know, someone on the side, but maybe he feels like he can't manage like everybody in the house plus them as well. Yeah, Yeah. Like there's exactly too, ma- too much. Yeah. I mean, basically what he said to, to Brooke, to everybody is that he has a, he has a working relationship with every player in the house, except for Ree and Maddie. And they have never made an, an, an effort to come and talk to him. And so like he's, he is, he is the kind of player like that. Those relationships are really draining to him. And that's why he's like, get Hira out of here. Like, I can't handle this. Um, I like, I've talked about like Tyler and big brother 20 and how like he was really drained from having to manage Caitlin and Sam and like, uh, Faute and all of these people. Um, he did it though. Um, but eventually he started to like lose control of all of these balls. He was juggling. Sheldon is very proactive and like, I know I can't handle this. So I need to just drop these. I'm, there's too many people I'm connected to and 
he does. The thing also is that Sheldon wants to be winning things all the time. And so he, he can't be betraying people left and right. And so he's trying to, to get into a position where he doesn't have to be. And so, uh, Ree and Maddie are again, the only people that he wouldn't be betraying by targeting because he is so, uh, out spread out in the house right now. Um, so, and, and, and I think that also he finds like, I listen to the conversations Ree has with Sheldon, especially in comparison to Maddie, and I see what he's seeing. Like, she is so much better She's than good. Maddie when it comes to like, oh, I, Sheldon, I completely understand. It is totally fine. Uh, like, I, I love you still on a personal level. Like, obviously, we haven't gotten a chance to get to know, to know each other as much, but I really hope that we change that in the future. And I will not be going after you. And, uh, you know, like, I'm not the same as Maddie. Like, she, you know, she really goes out there. And and she she's you know she she does she does her own thing but i really hope that we can make something work and it's just like oh like i like that's she's good like yeah. she really is in control of herself yeah and i i mean sheldon's obviously a super fan i've been making comparisons i i don't even i think i tweeted it once but it just in my head of uh the four uh, that were on the outs last week, I felt like they were similar to the real deal from BB Can 6. Obviously, Jesse goes early there. Michael just went early. So now you have those three who, if you do forget about them this early on, look where those three ended up in BB Can 6. They were the final three. Harris won the game. So I don't know if Sheldon's thinking in that those terms at all, but like I'm sure that has to somewhat uh, you know, factor in that if he doesn't take care of these people now, then who's to say that they're not going to go all the way. He knows that his alliance is all imploding on itself, you know, already from last week into this week. So uh, they are going to eventually go after each other. And then if those three aren't, are still in the house, they are probably going to skate on by. So uh, again, I do understand why he's doing this. It does make sense. Uh, but it's just, it speaks to how well Sheldon has played so far that he has every option in the book available to him. Yeah. Uh, and, and just just to, to really make the point clear about Vanessa and how she communicates, um, like Sheldon is talking about Re, and he's like, uh, like, this is just how Vanessa she's she's like a hype person. You know, like that, that is constantly like, yeah. And like, like, like repeats your points back to you all the time. Um, he's like, uh, yeah, I was talking with her and she said, uh, that she's not, she doesn't play like Maddie does. Like, yeah, she doesn't play like Maddie does. Uh, and he's like, and I just like, she was just like, just coldly staring me down. I was like, man, this like, this is hot. Uh, and she's <laughs> like, yeah, she is so hot. Um, and he's like, he's, she's, I mean, she's got to go. And she's like, yeah, she does got to go, man, for sure. Oh, like uh, that. like that's just, that's just Vanessa. <laughs> Um, and that's that's how she like she's very good at it she it's that's how she's been able to hide uh and that works like, on people like chris but that's not going to work on sheldon well but it, it it doesn't work on sheldon in the sense that like he doesn't see vanessa as an ally but it does hide who she is from sheldon like this is like if jamar uh, or Min or uh, whoever went to Sheldon and was like uh, and just agreed with everything Sheldon said, even though they secretly disagreed, uh, like they'd be in a much better position because uh, Sheldon wouldn't realize that they have different modes of thinking. And so like Vanessa just never offers up any real opinion ever to anybody, really. Um, and so there she's again, she's just able to like ditto back to whatever, uh, whatever somebody you know shows her she just like holds up the mirror she's like this is me i'm you 
I'm exactly you. Um, and so, uh, that's, that's just like how she's, how she's operating in the game. And, and it's, it's been effective in terms of hiding her from the logical players who, if they knew her true thoughts, would be terrified of her. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised last week when I saw that Brent gave her a one and uh, I was like, did I miss? I mean, I know that she had a, a lot of flip floppiness like I didn't I wasn't uh, able to pay as close attention to the first week. But um, I looking back, I still felt like she was at least, I don't know, a little bit higher than that. Um, I guess there are certain parts of her where I'm like, eventually, if people see this about her, if they if they realize that she's not giving them anything and all that kind of stuff, then uh, she may just eventually end up not being somebody that they don't feel good about. So Sheldon whether whether it's Sheldon or Chris I mean the fact that she's still having to reassure people that she's like been super tight with since day one and uh, they don't like like she has to keep checking in with them that makes me a little confused <laughs> well that's it's like she just she again it's it's like uh, like maybe the ditto is thing is too specific it's like uh, it's like she is <laughs> it's like she is a couple of children stacked on top of each other in a trench coat okay. <laughs> um, and talking with a bunch of adults when she's with Sheldon and Kyle and Brooke. And she's just like trying to trying to like make them not realize that she's a bunch of children stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. Um, and then when she goes with other people like Chris or Carol or Min, then she, uh, she can like take off the trench coat. She's like, ah, I'm actually kids. Um, but, um, but she doesn't really have any like game plan for this. She's just like her entire motivation is to just remain hidden and have everyone not be mad at her for not being who they want her to be. Um, and so that's like, there's no actual like overarching strategy here. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's just like trying to, trying to make sure that nobody catches the fact that she's actually children. Okay, that works for me. And uh, I mean, just an overall point, Vanessa and all these women are giving me so much more than anything we got from uh, the women last season. And I'm sure they're not listening. So I don't, you know, I, I feel 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 pretty free to say that. But oh, my God, these women are so it's so good to have hope in like half the cast or an entire half the cast you didn't have last year. So uh, shout out to all them. Yeah. Uh, so. Over the course of the day, uh, Sheldon had been talking about how he was going to going to choose Jamar to play in the veto. Uh, he couldn't choose Kyle um, because that would expose their relationship. So he felt like Jamar would be a good pick. It's kind of throwing Jamar a bone. Um, but uh, over the course of the day, uh, Brooke convinces uh, Sheldon that she should be the one that's chosen to play in the veto because they just took down the Expedia board, which they thought was going to be for the upcoming HOH, but wasn't. And so now they're anticipating, you know what? It's probably for the veto. Um, it's probably going to be some kind of prize veto where you win a trip uh, from Expedia. And so uh, that's all the studying that they've done. It's not for the HOH. It's going to be for the veto. And Brooke knows that stuff better than anybody uh, or better than most people at the very least. And uh, Jamar doesn't um jamar does not know these things uh and he's been pretty open about that so um so sheldon was like you know what you're right i'll i'll choose you to play in the veto that way we can have a little bit more control over the outcome if you win um it's the logical choice sheldon's a logical player um however when he tells jamar about this logical choice jamar is pissed jamar is 
is steaming from this uh, that he is supposed to be able to compete in this veto. He was supposed to be chosen by shells and now he's being told that Brooke is going to compete. Um, and so here, here's a, a funny series of events. So Jamar finds out that he's not competing in the veto. Then Sheldon is going to quickly tell Maddie and Ree that they're going up on the block. Um, it's very, very quick conversations, very to the point, um, like you'd expect from Sheldon. Ree comes out of the conversation with Sheldon. She goes down. She talks with Jamar. She goes. She says to Jamar. Well, Shell just told me uh, he's uh, he's putting me on the block. Uh, and Jamar's like. That's great. He just told me that he's not picking me to play in the veto. I can't believe him. Like, <laughs> like Rhi just found out she's going in the block and Jamar's like, but I don't get to play in the veto, which is much worse, much worse, Rhi. This They think it's going to be Expedia, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be. People need to effing listen to me. Every time they don't effing listen to me, I'm always effing right, bro. I'm not an effing idiot, bro. I know what's going to happen. I want to compete. I can't believe it's not. I just, mm. he says, uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's not, it's, it's not going to be this thing. It's not going to be it. And Ree's just like, man, yeah, that sucks. Sucks for you. What were you saying earlier about reading the room? <laughs> right. I guess Jamar needed a little bit of help with that. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I, I was definitely uh, watching that part. But I, I mean, in terms of the Expedia room in general, I do feel like they're onto something when they're talking about how it's like the room from last year. It is the exact same room from last year where I don't think it's going to mean anything until later in the season when the power gets unlocked. I don't know. You know, I think if it was going to mean a competition for this week, it would have been the HOH, but it wasn't. So uh, I guess after this, they'll probably realize that it has nothing to do with anything going on right now. Unless I'm wrong and this is the veto competition, but I do feel like it's going to be like maybe the board changes next week and they have to keep remembering things about the board. And then by like week six or seven, a power gets unlocked and, uh, you know, you have to remember a lot of things about it. So uh, I don't feel like it's going to come into play just yet. But uh, poor Jamar, if it does, he will uh, or maybe not poor Jamar, if it does, maybe Sheldon will feel a little bit better and Jamar will feel like, yeah, I guess he was right. And Jamar, Jamal will feel very uh, vindicated. Uh, we thought it was going to be for the HOH, and then it was an effing slip and slide. I know these things. I'm always right. Um, and so uh, he's he tells again. Leaking information. He tells Re, uh, well, Sheldon told me that if I won to keep the noms the same. Um, and so that is a, that is a bit of a shock to Re because that was not really the implication that was given to her by Sheldon and kind of indicates that she probably is just flat out the target this week. Um, and so she's not super pleased about that. She's end up, she's going to end up telling Maddie and then, uh, they're both going, and then Maddie's going to ask Sheldon about it after the nominations because the feeds will go down for nominations. Maddie and Re, do go on the block. So Maddie has a conversation with Sheldon. She's like, uh, I was told that you don't want to take, you don't want to use the veto. And Sheldon's like, I don't know who told you that, but that's not the case. Uh, I did say that like, you know, obviously I would think about not using the veto because I don't have to get additional blood on my hands. But I also said that I am considering other options and I know there are other targets in the house right now. Uh, so whoever told you that is trying to, you know, still selectively uh, say things that I said in order to make me look bad. Um, and so I'm not going to ask you who told me, but uh, or who, who told you, but that's not the case. Um, says the same thing to re. Uh, and so they're doing that. Um, 
JL is going to continue to work on Kyle throughout the uh, throughout the day. He has a couple of good conversations with Kyle. Um, he's just working. He's so much better without Michael in the house. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is socializing. He is strategizing. Um, he uh, he gets all excited for uh, orange pop. Like, all right, bro, like, let's get some orange pop up here. All right. Uh, so he goes and he, he has some orange, the, the, uh, him, Sheldon and Brooke, they pour out some orange pop into some glasses and they do a cheers like orange pop, man. Um, and, uh, they, uh, they, they have some, uh, conversation there. Uh, Chris, Chris joins them and, and, uh, JL just starts asking like, what motivates you in life, bro? I want to know. And he just asks everybody. Um, and so um, that's what JL is up to. Uh, doing doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would love those, uh, those deep combos that you get into in the BB house. Those are uh, the best, the, the best moments sometimes where people just kind of open up more about themselves. And, you know, we get to obviously watch in as uh, people watching the live feeds and they just get to know each other a little better. It's nice uh, when, when you get those scenes uh, away from the gameplay for a little bit. If I'm being honest, JL is like all of my friends in high school. <laughs> like, in what way? Like, just like chill, chill, bro. Uh, let's hang out in the basement and play video games and drink orange pop uh, and then have deep conversations <laughs> like, um, and, and talk about TV shows. Does JL talk about TV shows or that's just oh, yeah. you? All the time. Oh. Um, he, he's all, all the time. He's talking about, uh, TV. Not, he's not all my friends. He's, he's some of my friends in high school. Uh, I had some of my, some of my friends in high school were exactly like JL. The thing is though, like that, that was in high school and they're different now, but JL is like this now, uh, mm-hmm. which is really he's, funny. He's still like 21, 22 or something. 22. Oh. 20, well, yeah, hey, almost 23. Sorry, JL. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to offend. Uh, yeah, well, good on him. He, like, like you said earlier, he's still uh, integrating himself in the house pretty well. And I mean, I feel like the girls are even feeling a little bit uh, of resentment towards him because he's not with them anymore. He's not hanging out with them as much. I'm sure he would still have their back if it came to a vote or anything this week where he could do something if one of them came off the block. But uh, he's spending time with the people that have power in the house and that have connections in the house and not with the girls who are just sitting by themselves. So, uh, you know, good for him again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, multiple instances of Hira going up to various forms of Sheldon, Sue, Brooke saying we need to target Kyle. And they keep just being like, okay, but this is an argument for why we're not going to. And then being, and then Hira being like, okay, I hear that, but no, I'm still want to go after Kyle. And so does, uh, Jamar. So we're just going to do that. Um, and Jamar is going to have a conversation with Sheldon and Brooke. He says that, uh, well, Min just told me that Kyle is coming for me and that Kyle thinks I'm coming for him. Um, and Sheldon's like, you should you should go just go up to Kyle and ask him about this. And uh, Jamar's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, and he's like, just I- I'm telling you, just have a conversation with Kyle. I really think it will do you good. And Jamar's like, bro, I, no, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, I, I, he already talked to me today. It's like, oh, I love you. I love you. Oh, we're, we're bros. I don't, I don't buy a word he says, man. I, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to talk to him anymore. I just don't want to. I'm just, I'm just done with it. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to, dude, I'm just going to win. I'm just going to handle business myself and I'm going to support you this week. A hundred percent. I'm with you and I hope you'll do the same next week. That's, that's all there is. 
Well, Kyle kind of sucks and I get why everyone wants him out. So I, uh, I'm really hoping that that comes up in the next couple of weeks because he's really just not a whole lot of fun to watch. And his gameplay is, uh, you know, while he's got things that are going for him, while he's got some connections and he's obviously, you know, we talked about how he works with Sheldon pretty well. Uh, it, you know, this is not a winning game and it stopped being fun for me. Uh, last week, you know, the, the couple of fights were nice to get out of it, but there's other people in the house that I think can uh, get in a couple of fights without him there. So that's what I'm looking for. Mm. Well, uh, we then are going to have a, a weird uh, thing that's going to go on. Uh, the one of the, one of the last things that's really happening here in the day. Um, Vanessa and Chris. Um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. starting a showmance you didn't see this coming six days ago come on aren't you the uh the the live feed guy <laughs> um so uh he just kind of care like they're, they're joking around about it and then he just kind of carries her up into the bedroom um and then they like talk game briefly and about like a group that they're putting together of her chris carol and angie um and that's the group she's most loyal to um and this is what i'm talking about with like these are the uh non-logical players like finding each other and wanting to work with each other uh i think angie's a mistake though in this group uh i don't think she belongs there um but um but so they're talking and and like but also actually flirting and it's like who who would ever like chris calls himself a pickup artist who would ever actually be seduced by chris's flirting uh oh of course vanessa like who if anybody ever would it would be vanessa right um and it it seems like Vanessa's into this. Uh, she's actually so into it. She actually feels like she is not good enough for Chris. He's chiseled uh, and and she just is not good enough for him. But uh, let me tell you, Vanessa, you are definitely good enough for Chris. Uh, and Chris definitely feels that way as well. Uh, at one point, Chris just takes his shirt off um, and they're, they're just uh, they're hanging out and they're uh, they're you know, they're, there's there's actually a little bit of something going on here. How crazy is it that everybody was so excited? We got out the showman's. We got out the showman's last week and all of a sudden showman's popping up here, there. I mean, Jamar and Minley are still in the house and uh, I uh, didn't expect most of these showman's, but uh, I mean, they're, they're pretty different from the normal kind of things that we see on the show uh, with typical showman's. So uh, I guess why not? I don't know if I want to see this for 90 days or whatever the season is, but uh, I guess, I don't know. It's something different. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, she's going to go into the have not room and talk with Carol a little bit before Chris joins them. And she and Carol are talking about how uh, they they uh, want to get Jamar and Kyle to go after each other. They know that Min told Jamar about the Kyle thing and they're all for it. They want Jamar and Kyle butting heads. They want to stoke that fire, fan those flames. Um, they want either Chris or Jamar out of the or sorry, either Kyle or Jamar out of the house. And so if they're going after each other, that's great for them. This is like this is a Vanessa Carol uh, deal right now. Um, and they also want to keep Shell around for now. They're good with him. Um, they they feel good with him. Uh, he's definitely, you know, a, a little bit dangerous, but uh, he's good for now. It's just the other people that are more dangerous. Chris does join them. They both are like uh, like uh, like laying with him. Um 
and uh, uh, f- flirting with him in ways I don't want to talk about. Uh, and then, um, so they talk about this, and Vanessa says, <clears throat> but here's the thing with Shell, he has that alliance I told you about with him, Jamar, Hira, and Sue, and Brooke. Um, so she is she is exposed this alliance this fake alliance Sheldon told the four Kyle and and Vanessa about this fake five alliance the the five out um, and Vanessa has now exposed it to Carol and Chris at the very least uh, I don't know if Min knows yet or if she will know but uh, but it has been exposed to Chris and uh, and I'm already seeing that today there was some fallout from that as he confronted Sue about it so so um, this Vanessa continues to be a wild card in this house. Um, and it's uh, it is it is all over the place here. It is. Uh, yep. it is this is interesting because uh, uh, back to what we were saying in the beginning, or at least what I was saying about this season and just why I'm enjoying it so much that this is a big group of people who were seemingly working together. At least they were last week and they're still just connections or just you can cross them from a 100 different ways between people inside this group. Uh, but at the end of the day, the this smaller group of Maddie, Rianne, and uh, JL will slip by if they aren't taken care of now. So they are on the block, two out of th- the three of them. If one comes off and Min goes up and say Min goes home this week, it's just downhill from there. And I would fully expect to see those the other three like make the jury and uh, the rest of this group just continue to crumble because, it, you know, it, it's it's uh, been a couple days coming and it's just not getting any better uh, for all of them. They just trust and don't trust each other and they just tell information way too much to every single other person and it's just uh, a big fun mess yeah uh last real conversation of the day was uh kvbs uh, up in the hrh room again um vanessa again just kind of lying there just like please don't notice that i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> um, and let me just hear all of your conversations um and so they're talking uh sheldon is feeling even more so um because he's hearing from kyle that min is continuing to go around and stirring stuff between him and jamar and all of this stuff and sheldon has reached the point that i was concerned about on thursday night where he says you know what i'm almost to the point now where i want re to win the veto so that we can backdoor men. I just need her out of here. It is too much. She is too much of a wild card. She's the only one that will really pin the four of us together. And so uh, I almost want her gone. Um, Kyle is a little bit more on, actually, I now that you've convinced me, I'd, I actually would rather have Rigo, I think. But he's also fine with men leaving. Um, and, uh, and that's where things stand right now. There's a very large chance now that Min could be going home this week, uh, depending on what happens with this veto. Yeah, they uh, he talked about how, uh, you know, Rianne is still his plan. That's what he wants to do. But like nothing would make him happier uh, than blindsiding Min and and just getting her out of the house uh, when she's not expecting it. So uh, that is something in the back of his head. And uh, speaking of Min, did we not talk about Min and uh, Angie or was that yesterday? (laughs) No, there was there was like a like two hour long yeah felt like confrontation and i watched that this morning and and now we're at the end of this podcast and i was like did did i watch from a different day that was yesterday right um i just like 
It went in circles for so long, Matt. It was fun. <laughs> I watched the feeds for drama like this. And, and okay. uh, that's- this is this is a special Matt correspondent uh, edition. <laughs> uh, we have a breaking story about what happened yesterday with Min and Angie. Matt, tell us did, about did it. Did this not entertain you in any way? Or, I, I was, mean, I know I was so play, but- I was just like, oh, my God, I can't even I can't Listen, even these, with this. These two have been going at each other, you know, behind each other's backs for the most part since the big game started. Min and Angie have not been on the same page. They don't like each other very much. And throughout the uh, throughout the past couple of days, throughout the past week, whatever it is, uh, they've, you know, they say each other's name to other people in the house as uh, I don't trust this person. This person is doing this and that. And obviously uh, all that stuff that happened early yesterday morning that you guys did talk about on the update with all of the stuff that Carol said. And uh, Min was the one who told Carol about the comments that Carol made that uh, were not taken well by Angie or, or, you know, by Jamar, whatever the case was. Um, so Angie knows that Min was the one who brought this back up to Carol and she was stirring the stuff up and Angie's had enough. So eventually they do sit down, they talk in the Expedia room and they're just going over everything pretty much about their, their relationship. Uh, and Min, you know, like, like Taryn just said, it did go in circles a lot. It was a lot of like, you're not letting me talk. Well, you're butting in now. No, you're butting in. And I would recommend listening, watching at least like, 10 minutes of this uh, hour and a half conversation if you're interested in this kind of drama because it was a lot of like it was pretty it was I'm surprised there weren't like people at the door listening or if there were we just didn't see it on the feeds but uh, they were going back and forth pretty loud at each other uh, you know cutting each other off and are, are you gonna let me finish are you gonna let me finish no I let you finish and I know I just paused in my sentence I didn't I wasn't done talking it was it was I was trying to help you out before that's why I got involved <laughs> in the Kyle situation and I'm not targeting um, you but you're but but uh, but you are targeting me, but no, I'm not targeting you. And then Angie going off about this whole thing. Angie was trying to explain to men that just because you're saying uh, you, you know, you don't want me out of the house. If you had your first pick right now, I wouldn't be the first person you put out. You're still going to everybody and putting negative thoughts into their head about me. And you're putting balls into my tube during the HOH competition. You're saying you're not targeting me, but you very much are. You're making it harder for me to maneuver in this game. And I'm not doing that to you. I like, I don't care about you. We don't have to be friends. That's fine we don't have to be in each other's games you play your game that's fine whatever it is and you're saying you're not targeting me that's fine but you are and just be real about that just be straight up and tell me that you that you don't like me and that you're coming for me at some point uh just own that and they're again going back and forth for a while and uh it ended in one of those fake hugs that all fights end in but uh this is not a storyline that or uh, this is not uh, there's no conclusion to this it's gonna uh pick back up again at some point and whether it's this week when min goes on the block if she does or uh next week or the week after these two are not going to uh be on the same page yeah i mean min is definitely an agent of chaos in the house but she is really bad at confrontations uh like angie really was like like min had a confrontation with maddie last week where they both kind of like came out looking bad uh and and the, like min was definitely in some ways actually kind of got the worst of it with maddie um and with angie it's no contest like uh min mm-hmm. can't keep up with angie um and uh it's 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 not great uh, it's like just- a lot of comments about you're being condescending like because because min was saying like like she got to the point where she was like angie you're really making me laugh right now you're re- that's so cute you're so cute and it got to like that level of of, of the argument and that's when you know it's bad and then of course Angie called her out and was like you're being condescending and you're not helping your case at all right now it was it was a lot of drama so 
So again, if you like drama, go back and watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just like for me, like uh, the confrontations, they need to be in and out uh explosive and then end like the second the confrontations just like start to go in circles i get so bored um and i feel like i i lose all my enthusiasm enthusiasm for the the confrontation like if uh if taco tuesday had gone on for another hour i would have been like okay taco tuesday is canceled no more taco tuesday i'm not going to talk about this ever again i'm so sick of it um so uh that's that's how i feel about confrontations in general they need to be short and explosive for for them to be fun for me all right well uh call me back anytime there's another confrontation and i will be happy to be the correspondent for all the mess special special lengthy uh confrontation correspondent i didn't i I didn't want to stop it like i knew there was other things this morning that i probably should have caught up on just because i i I didn't catch every single detail i like to catch as much as possible but i couldn't stop watching the fight I, i it went on for a while and i wanted to watch it all yeah. Uh, well, that's that's about where we stand here. Uh, it really, you know, again, seeing Vanessa in the KVS, uh, KVBS group, uh, like really impressed upon me. And then seeing Sue, like Sue is the person that belongs in that group. Uh, like if Sue was in there instead of Vanessa, I think they would run the sh- run the whole game. Uh, no contest. Um, but because Vanessa's in there and Sue is outside, uh, it's like like the wires got crossed and now like we're just there's going to be some kind of explosion because of it at some point uh and so we'll see where that goes um we could definitely see an explosion if min does end up on the block here today so uh we got to wait and see what happens we're we're going to be picking veto players and uh we're going to be having a veto uh competition today yeah, how, see did, where, see how did Maddie end up like so safe out of all this? I, I like that. I like, um, I'm like one of like three Maddie fans out there. So, uh, shout out to whoever the other two are. I think, uh, Matt Gagan is one, but, uh, there's, uh, I, I am just surprised. I thought that after last week, um, I know obviously her showman's went out the door. So maybe that, uh, you know, makes her target a little bit smaller, but it seems like this week either Rayanne's going or Minley's probably going. So. Um, Maddie's just going to have to take her seat on the block and do a little bit more crying the next couple of days while she tries to figure out why everybody hates her so much. She's just not threatening. She doesn't have any connections. She doesn't seem like she's going to win many competitions. She's been on slop for two weeks in a row, and it seems like she's like withering away. Um, so people are she, really counting her out. This morning, she's talking to uh, Angie, maybe, in the Expedia room, and she's like, I feel so bloated. Like, I think I, like, I'm so bloated from Wendy's. So you had one meal. Relax. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Sheldon took her to Wendy's, because they were like, they're, they're worried for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on. Really, really uh, you're wasting away there. Um, mm. All right. So that's what we have for you today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I will be back, of course, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, I will be live with uh, our good pal, Anthony Douglas to talk hey. about uh talk about tomorrow night's episode so make sure you check that out uh get anthony's thoughts on what's happening in this house and uh you know i i'm very very interested to hear from anthony um and of course, Tuesday, we'll have our roundtable and then uh, Thursday, we'll be back to recap the next eviction episode of Big Brother Canada 8. And uh, in, other, in other good guest news, um, if you are watching Survivor, my next guest for Survivor will be uh, none other than Derek Lavasser to talk about Winners of War. So check that out Thursday night. That one's going to be after the Big Brother Canada 8 eviction recap. Um, so it'll be a, a double double whammy of podcasts on Thursday. 
Thursday. Uh, Anthony will be with me on Sunday and uh, got just got lots of stuff coming for you. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Matt, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Matt Ligori, or maybe on April Fool's Day, I'll go back to being Armstrong Taren for a day. It's one of my <laughs> greatest pranks in recent history. Yeah, j- just as great as JL putting Min's toothbrush in Jello. Just like that. Yes. Just so. like that. So funny. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, and right. We have nothing else to do uh, now that we're all locked indoors for the next X amount of days. It's very true. Very true. So, we'll see. All right. Uh, Anthony is, is tomorrow, uh, for the recap. So, uh, so after the episode, um, being asked in the chat. So there you go. Um, that's what we have for you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning and we'll see you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.